Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your city upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. Hey, thank you for tuning into the podcast. This is the Grace for This City podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and we're helping you turn your world upside down. How are we doing that? Well, we're giving you scriptural motivation and strategies so you can get out there and get some stuff done for your king, King Jesus, that is. And don't you know he wants you on his team? He's recruiting you, friend, right now. You need to give your life to him. Don't wait another moment. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you need to just cry out to Jesus. You know he's been after you. Don't wait another day. Just say, Lord, I give you my life. I surrender right now. I am in need of a Savior. I can't do this on my own. I'm lost without you. I'm hopeless. Come into my life. Change me. Rearrange me. Cause me to be born again. And I'll serve you all the days of my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, reach out to somebody. Come on, there, there's been people in your life, they've been praying for you. Today is your day. Don't miss this opportunity to accept Jesus Christ finally. Hallelujah. If you don't have anybody, readily reach out to us. We'd, we'd love to celebrate with you and help you out. But listen, friend, if you're listening today, this is your appointment with him. You're going to be encouraged and blessed today. And, uh, of course, I'm joined today on the podcast with a very special guest. We'll introduce him. He is going to light you up. Praise the Lord. If you want to get out there and get, get some stuff done to turn your city upside down, well, today's going to be a good day to get some tools, to be encouraged, to be strengthened, to be motivated, to do what Jesus wants you to do. And uh, so here, without any further ado, and uh, we're going to introduce our guest today, Brother Frank DePietro. Frank, can you hear me? I sure can. Hey. Hear you loud and clear. Amen, amen, amen. Well, hey, everybody, this is Brother Frank DePietro, and uh, he's joined us uh, via video streaming and conference call. If you're listening to the audio podcast right now, you can go back to our Facebook page, Grace for the City Podcast, or YouTube channel, and you can catch up on the video of the interview that we did there. But uh, Frank, so good to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being able to share with you and your listeners. Good morning to everybody. And for those of you in the Netherlands, good evening. Hope you have a great evening and your dinner was fine, but we're getting ready to have some new food to eat. Amen. Food that have been placed before us on a banquet table in the midst of our enemies. We can sit down and eat and enjoy a meal and share with Amen. our Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, while the enemy rants and raves around us, but he cannot touch us. <laughs> Oh, Brother Frank, I'm so glad you are on the podcast today. Praise the Lord. Already, I'm I'm so stirred. I've, I've been really looking forward to this uh, interview with you, and uh, you are a fire starter, brother. <laughs> it's all from the, the fire of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's just the fire that if you continue stoking it, it never goes out. Amen. Just keep Amen. it burning, and it's, it's, the, it's the fire. John Wesley was asked one time, how can you stand on a corner in the middle of a, a city and start preaching and attract 600 people and start and have them crying out for God. He just looked at the reporter and said, I just set myself on fire and they yeah. come and watch me burn. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what we as Christians need to do. That that's it. You know, I, I was thinking, uh, that there's kind of this little saying that, um, you know, if that doesn't get you excited, then your woods wet. Well, you know, <laughs> When the, I, I, I'm going to use that. And I'll, give, <laughs> I'll give you credit three times. Okay. And after that, it's my say. Well, you know, I was thinking about that though, and and I thought, you know, that I, I I was reminded of the prophet Elijah and how he intentionally wet the wood, yes. and the fire still consumed it. You know, and so listen, friends, and uh, you know, if if you're out there, and uh, you know, you're, maybe you're bored with church. Maybe you're put out with church. You know, maybe you've been offended or whatever, you know, uh, you know, you don't like all the hypocrites. Well, listen, the Lord wants to set you ablaze. 
And it doesn't matter what's gone on in your life. Listen, this isn't a works-based thing. You just need to get around the right kind of fire. And I'm thinking right. today, Brother Frank, the fire of the Holy Ghost is going to be like that fire that Elijah called down. And even if people are a little wet, you know, even if they're a little, you know, they're just a little, uh, maybe they're not um, in a condition that they think they should be in. I believe that even today, the Holy mm -hmm. Ghost can set ablaze their life, no matter what kind of, you know, situation that they have come out of, the right kind of fire, and I believe this fire is burning in you, brother, the right kind of fire, it will just set ablaze whatever it comes in contact with. And in fact, Father, we just release our faith right now. We, yes. we thank you that even yes. today, by way of the Holy Ghost, that there will be such an impartation, just a, a stirring of the Holy Ghost, that there would just be yes. a hunger rise up in us, Father, that would just go beyond. Uh, we we just open up ourselves to receive right now, Father. Again, we know this. You know, there's nothing. This is not a works thing, Father. But we 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 trust you to light up our hearts, to touch our hearts today, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're, we're going to leave this podcast on fire. You know, a lot of folks that you mentioned have that wet wood, and we tell them, you know, even if you have what hat, they say, how do we how do we dry out our wood? Right. Well, very simple thing. One of the weapons we have is the lifting up of our hands. Okay. And yeah. What does Scripture say about that? Yeah. If you have wet wood, lift up your hands because Scripture says the uplifting of our hands is as the evening sacrifice. Oh. And when you mention Elijah, remind me because whenever God was about to do something great, he all it was always around the time Scripture says of the evening sacrifice. Okay. Now let's go back to Elijah on the hill all day long. The prophets of Baal were cutting themselves, and they were crying out. And uh, important scripture says, but no one heard. Mm. But then mm. scripture mm. says, about the time of the evening sacrifice, wow. Elijah lifted up his hands to God and prayed the prayer. Wow. So the same thing. That's why scripture said. So God has some some type of a, a partiality to the evening sacrifice. Wow. I love so, that. Whatever scripture says about the time of the evening sacrifice. So, so it, it, scripture in Psalms, the uplifting of our hands is as the evening sacrifice. Okay. And it doesn't matter if your wood is wet, if you lift up your hands and worship and in intimacy with Christ instantly, that wood would be become tender, ready to explode yeah. in a fire of revival. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen to that, friends. You need to get that. It doesn't matter where you're at right, right now. If you just need to reconnect. Uh, rekindle your relationship with the Lord. Just lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, if you're yes. driving right now and you're listening to the podcast, just lift up one hand if 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 you're driving the work right right now. But hallelujah. But before I was saved, before I was saved, you could just go like this. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. The Lord told me one time. He said, "Why don't you lift up your hands?" I said, "Lord, I don't need everybody to see me doing that thing." You know, they 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 just think, "Well, look at him. He's showing off." He said, "No. You don't lift up your hands because you have too much pride in you and you will not raise your hand to wow. somebody else wow. to give them the glory and the honor." Boy, that's rough. Wow. Wow. You know, that's the uh, international sign of surrender, right? Yes. Amen. You know what I mean? Yes. Hallelujah. We surrender to you, Lord. Well, hey, Frank, why don't, why don't you give us just a, a little brief introduction, a little bit about, you know, uh, your story, a couple things that you've been involved in, where you've come, and then we'll catch up to the current and get into some of the stuff about prayer and revival and whatnot. Hey, Lord, where do I start? Well, when you come to, to my name in the kingdom of heaven, I always say there's a room that they have trophies for grace. So my name is one of those trophies that says with this, because this trophy is here. It's living proof that God has unlimited grace right. <laughs> because I was totally lost. Yeah. I was totally uh, not even interested in God. You know, I was born and raised Roman Catholic and I understood that, you know, but one good thing about Roman Catholics is they believe when you're born, you're saved mm. and everybody mm. else is lost. Mm. Yeah, kind of like some other denominations, right, right, isn't it? You know, right. And they all think of that. So we had that. Maybe as long as I didn't murder somebody or did any great sin, you know, I, it didn't bother me. So, so wow. God was here, and I was there, and you know, He did what He wanted to do, and I did what I wanted to do. Except I'd, if I needed something really, really strong, I would go to Him, and maybe He would look down and say, "Well, I'll, I'll give that to you." So we didn't really have a relationship, and I continued my life. 
I was in radio for 44 years. Uh, top 40 radio was yeah. way before your time, I think. That's back uh, that's in the 70s <laughs> when all the great music was out and all the jocks owned the cities. They made a song about it one time by Jefferson Starship. I think we built this city on rock and roll. <laughs> and we as the DJs built those cities. You know? so, that's awesome. And, and, I, and, and so that's why it was my life. That was what consumed me. But I had a wife that continued praying, that understood the power of prayer. Wow. That prayer was is a burden that you continue praying. The old... The old revivalists back in centuries ago called it importunate prayer. And importunate mm. means wearying someone to the point of exhaustion. Wow. Wow. And you think, well, how, we don't need to do that with God. But what does he say in Isaiah? Yeah. I have put watchmen on your walls and they will not be silent. They will. Uh, we will continue crying out till we weary you and yeah. you establish mm. Jerusalem. So uh, Israel. Uh, so, you know, it, it, and, and that's what she did for seven years. She prayed. She prayed for seven years. Never touched it. Turned it over to God. And we, we do that so often in the church today. We pray, and then after a day or two, we say, well, God, you didn't answer my right. prayer. You didn't answer it the way I wanted to. Right. He's still drunk laying out there in the corner in the gutter, and you're not doing anything in him. But see, we reached out and we touched it. Mm. We gave it to God, then we touched it. And when mm. we touch it, God lifts his hands off it. Because then it's wow. us that want to do it. Wow. You know, wow. we're, we're no longer uh, surrendered to him doing it. We think we can do it so much better. So uh, it, and she continued doing that because it's God's timing. Hmm. We're not here. Jesus said he didn't say go out and save the world. He said, go out and make disciples. Mm -hmm. All we're supposed to do is plant the seed. Scripture says it's the Holy Spirit's job yeah. to come that, to come down and convict the world of sin, right, right. of righteousness and judgment. He does the convicting, not us. We're mm -hmm. not to point fingers. We're not to tell people, <laughs> you're lost, you need to do it. We just let right. them see us plant the seed, plant some words in their hearts, and the Holy Spirit will convict them. One way to go back mm -hmm. to what I was saying, she didn't worry about the timing. The timing is God's. It might take two hours, two weeks, two years. It might take uh, before he, it might take decades. But before he stands, if you pray according to the will of God, before he stands before Jesus in judgment, they will give their lives to God because that's his will. Wow. And if we pray his will, John says, and we know we received what, what we prayed for. Wow. So she prayed for seven years, seven years, seven long years, mm. nonstop. And every Saturday night, ironed the clothes and hung them up. She put faith in her prayer. Wow. And it took seven years of me walking past those bedroom doors with those clothes hanging up every Sunday. <laughs> no wow. way, no way. But one day, one day, the Holy Spirit cooked me and, and uh, changed my life. Changed my life and just set me on fire for God. Revival. Yes, we still stayed in, in uh, 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 I still stayed in radio for quite a few years after that. But, you know, but God had put a revival in my heart. He revived me. He revived the spirit that I that was dead, that was cold, that was languishing in just yeah. uh, just emptiness. He filled it up. So many times, I always say, when we're born, God puts a void in us, and that void is to lead us toward Jesus Christ. But the enemy always counterfeits. Wow. So what do we do in the world? We get involved in the world. We try to fill that void with drugs, with alcohol, with right. pornography, with hobbies, with work, mm. with business, with careers, and we're always empty. Mm -hmm. Until we fill it with Jesus Christ. And then instead of being addicted to alcohol or drugs, we're addicted to Jesus Christ. We get that addiction. That's what I pray, Lord, addict me. Yeah. So that when I wake up, yeah. you're all I want. Hallelujah. You're all I need. Yes, Lord, more, and, uh, more. So she, she, she stayed faithful to that. She prayed according to the power of prayer, which which we, 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 maybe we'll get into later on. It's so, it's, so, uh, it's so amazing, the power we have in prayer and how little we use it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, as we go along, we eventually, we, we, I still, he put a hunger, but I still wasn't completely, as I call it, complete uh, conversion. I still wasn't completely conversion. I knew God, and I had a little bit here, and I was one foot still in the world, one foot over here. I call it straddlers. And uh, we went through, with, which, isn't that amazing? 
that's most of the church. But anyway, we won't go on that. We won't point fingers. Who am I to point fingers? Yeah, right? yeah. Who am I to get the meddling? Right? Yeah, we'll just <laughs> jump into meddling just now. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so so I I was going I was going after God, and and we had a pastor that said, uh, uh, "There's a great revival that broke out in uh, in Smithton, Missouri." a town of 532 people. Yeah, wow. And every night there's more people going to the revival than live in the town. And they were all they were coming from all over the world. He said, would you like to go? And I said, yeah, yeah, I, I really would like to go. Because uh, I didn't really know anything about revival. They just said, God's there. So uh, we contacted them, and that, that was the time in 99 when they were, 1999, when they had closed down Smith and then were moving the revival because God told them to. He said, follow the fire, follow the column of fire, and they were moving to Kansas City because mm. of the, uh, the, 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 the city of Smith and was not accepting the revival sure. after three years it was becoming. Wow. So anyway, God said, you know, flee Babylon, move to Kansas City. So they did that. So they said, well, they're closed. You know, they uh, they closed the revival. And they didn't say they're moving to Kansas City. Mm. So then he said, but uh, there was a leadership conference going on down in a place called Brownsville. So I'm oh, figuring, yeah. well, Brownsville, Texas? You know, how <laughs> right, do you want right. to go there? I said, how much are the tickets? He said, the tickets, it's just five hours down the road. We're going to drive down there. So we went and I walked in still wanting to know more about God, but still doubting, you know, uh, uh, surrendering yourself. I still had so much of me in there. But when I walked in there, Pastor, it was just, I, I just instantly, instantly tears filled my eyes, but I wasn't wow. crying. Yeah. You know? what is this you know and, and it was so powerful the move of god touched us turned us around set a fire in our soul that even today it has not gone out wow. it burns as bright now that, that it has back then when i first touched it when i first reached out and that touched the hand of god mm. went up Hallelujah. to the altar and reached out and touched the flame and it has never changed it's been a fire because i had to work at it st keep stoking the flame keep right. stoking the embers and this is kind of what we're doing Today, we're stoking those yes, embers. Yes, we're sir. talking about the great things of God, the great, he always wants to be put in remembrance. Remind me of the things that I've said and done. So mm. that, you know, that God, God likes that. God yeah. likes to be, and because and it, it lets us know that we are grounded in his word and we believe the things he has done. So and, so uh, you were you were involved in the uh, Smithton revival, which began roughly when, was that 94 or something? Well, in 1996. Uh, 96. March 24th. Okay. See, our pastor was just broken. He had given up. He figured God was done with him. There was nothing more. The church was coming against him. You know, that they didn't, he was trying to push for revival and, and they started for a little while. And then they said, well, we want to go back to the way things were before. Right. And I always say, what do you mean? You want to go back to death, right. destruction, oppression, mm -hmm. depression, where here you have life and have it so abundantly, and you want to go back to that mess in the world? Right. Well, we like to, we don't want to have to go to church every night of the week. You don't have to. Right. The reason we went to church every night of the week is because we wanted to. Yeah, right. There was right. no law that said you have to go. You, we wanted to. Right. We, we, all day long, we just mm. strive. That's good. We, went to work, got up, went home at 2 o'clock in the morning, got up at 5 or 6, went to went to work, and then and, and the by four o'clock, we've got that fire again. We got to get back. We got to get back. We got to get back. <laughs> oh, wow. Because we would, my wife and I would go on vacation, and uh, and we're just torn apart because we're afraid we're missing something. So we 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 left at five o'clock in the morning, drove five hours so we could be at the church at ten o'clock because we were afraid we were going to miss something God was going wow. to do. Wow! You know, I love it. it. Just, it just ripped you. It ripped you. But uh, but. So he went, his wife told him, well, before you quit, before you quit the ministry, go down. There's a revival in Brownsville. Go down there. So he went down. He said, I wasn't going down for revival. I was going down for survival. Wow. Wow. So he went down, stayed down two weeks, and hope was rebirthed in him again. He said, I can do this. I can come back. So he didn't know what was going, but all he said, I know one thing. I will never run church the way I've run mm. it before. Mm. I have a new <laughs> life. So <laughs> he got to real. the church, Pastor. This is so amazing. It was March 24th. Church started at 6. They were already praising and worshiping and singing. And he walked through the door at 6.12, went to walk over to his wife, who was on the first row, to give her a hug because he got back from, from that long trip from Florida. 
and he got eight steps and the lightning of God hit him. It took him up off the floor. One of the, wow. uh, pe one of the people who were there said, you know, it, it, when you jump, you, you crouch down, you know, and you jump. Right. He just flew up in there, spun around, jumped down. He never did anything like that. Wow. So people in the church said, this yeah. is God. Yeah. Yeah. This is God. Something's and happening. The whole to him. church just exploded exploded that was march 24th 1996 and within three years wow over a over a quarter of a million people came to that small town of uh there's more people in the service like i said than there were yeah living in the town it had no soda no soda uh machine no restaurant no gas stations uh uh, no, everything, no place to stay. You had to stay 50 miles away in Sedalia, Missouri. But wow. it was called, the uh, uh, Charisma Magazine called the Cornfield Revival. Okay. But uh, it became worldwide known as the Smith and Outpouring. Smith and Outpouring, right. Yeah. And that was, yeah. uh, remind us of the pastor's name again. Uh, pastor Steve Gray. Steve Gray, yep. Steve yep. and Kathy Gray, yeah. Yep. So after we moved the revival to Kansas City, uh, it, people just started. It was so, it was wide open. I mean, the services were just you know, well, you know packed. You know, people lined up for right. miles, and this continued. And then in two thousand eight, mm. another explosion, another wow. updraft of the Holy Spirit hit wow. us, and that's when it was renamed the Kansas City Revival. Okay, and it's just the power of God just just filling the place. And Hallelujah. we, uh, you know, God. It, we, we, we had to shut down for COVID, like most people. Right. We just couldn't meet. Right. And finally, they, they allowed us to meet with half people. And that first, God, just, it was just like he was, God is one pent-up revival. Mm -hmm. He says, come on, come on, yeah. come yeah. on. Like, yeah. come on, there's an explosion. I'm ready to explode. And the first time we walked back into that church, I even told Pastor Steve, I said, this is no different from the last time we've left. Wow. Wow. How we didn't have you? to we didn't have to work at it. We didn't have to God was just sitting ready and waiting. Yeah. Waiting for us to come in. So revival touched me and uh later on the Lord uh, I, I wrote I had so much in me I had to to write it and I wrote two I wrote a book yeah. called The Fire That Once Was Those Who Turned the, the World, world Upside, upside Down. down. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> love that, that man. And, uh, I really and, love that. Uh, it has been picked up by a uh, uh, another uh, a publisher, and they have republished it, and it's called The Fire That Once Was, now a revival classic. Okay. And also, it's been broken down into five volumes under Fire on the Altar, which is Carriers of the Fire, the Revivalists, and so forth, the Intercessors, and uh, they are they are uh, just covering the world worldwide. Have another book that's already done. It'll be released sometime in the summer called Rend the Heavens. Yes. And it, it talks about Smithton and Kansas okay. City and the Cambridge revival and the Hebrides revival and the Hawaiian Great Awakening and the and see God is always on the move. We don't yeah. know that, but God is moving constantly. Oh, I love it. Uh, I love it. Frank, we uh we, we first came across you because we had uh discovered one of your books and um the uh, the fire that once was those who turned the world up uh, upside down was like uh, reprinted into five sections, right? And uh, one of them was fire on the altar, those who yeah, well, carried the flame. Pastor Steve, fire, the fire once was about that. Thick. Yeah, yeah. And Pastor Steve looked and he said, "Oh man, that's intimidating to people." And I said, "When people want to read, want to read," he said, "Yeah, but not that much." Yeah, right. So if, so keep that book out for those, but break it down into smaller books. And uh, so we took all the revivalists out of it and put that in the volume, took all the intercessors out of it, put that, all the women, called it Women on Fire, Volume yeah. 3, all the missionaries, Volume 4. Then at the end of that, Volume 5 is Soldiers of the Cross, which are folks like you and I that are constantly out after God that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't fall in any of the uh, other categories. But right. Soldiers of the Cross, what a great category to be in. Tremendous. You can get a hold of these books on Amazon. Um, there's other, there's other places, but they're on, uh, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Be the best place. To Amazon go. is the best place. So yeah, we first came across volume one and, uh, boy, it just, that man, was the revival. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were just so blessed and, uh, that was our first introduction to you. And, uh, so just, just want to encourage everybody to get out there and get a hold, a hold of these books. They'll just light you up. So, so you were, you well, were let me, just let me mention the, yeah. the new publication, the new uh, 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 publishers took over the books and they changed the smaller books. They, they were called Fire on the Altar. They changed them to uh, Carriers of the Flame. 
Okay. The Revivalist. So that's oh, the first right. volume, right. Revivalist, Carriers of the Flame. And so you can see instead of being that thick, they're they're readable. Yeah. They're in five <laughs> volumes. It took five volumes to get one book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, friends, just get out there and look, look for these books. They'll, they'll really encourage you. So Frank, you were in the world, you were DJing and, uh, you got touched. You have a praying wife, hallelujah. And you, and you finally put on those clothes. You, you put on those Sunday clothes. I finally Uh, did. You finally did. And went, and went to church and complained to her all the way home. (laughs) These people are nuts. Yeah. They're jumping up and down. They're they're running around. They're screaming and yelling. My God isn't deaf. (laughs) But she put up with that. I remember the first day we were coming home and driving down the highway. And she says, I gave a hundred dollars in the, uh, in in the offering today. And I stood up in the driver's seat with my foot pressed down on the gas, grabbed hold of the steering wheel, gone down the highway, zoom, and took, you did what? You know, I was happy. I was a good, uh, faithful, uh, glad giver if we get $15 a week right, or right, something right, like right, that. But $100. Right. I, anyway, but now, you know, now now we try to outgive what, what, what we oh, raised yeah. in salary, what we make in salary over back in, in the night in the 90s and 2000s. We yeah. did that. And uh, I remember one time I, I had my mind boy, and we what what I what I thought I gave. And uh, it was big. It was big. It, it could support some people. And uh, when I got the tithe thing back, it was less about three or four thousand dollars less huh. than that. And I was depressed. Wow. You know, I said, yeah. well, this year we're going to get yeah. more. And, Hallelujah. and you know, what John Wesley said, the last one, the last thing that's uh, the last thing that's converted in a man is his wallet. Wow. And look at that. You wow. can see that, you know, that hey, you know, we need to do and, a and podcast that a, on we, that thought. <laughs> when we, we can surrender our wallet, we're surrendered to God. Yeah, that's that's tremendous. So you got born again, and then you got in revival. So you were in the Smithton out, uh, outpouring, then in Brownsville and Kansas City, and uh, then you you've written about it. And uh, yes. of course, you you travel around, you minister. We're we're going to have you down here soon. We're working out the details there, but you travel love it, love and, it, and you it. minister. And now uh, my meal, now my meals, I only eat T-bone steak. Okay. <laughs> uh, Done, done. <laughs> we will get that done. <laughs> I'll take a McDonald's if I'm hungry. Hallelujah. Uh, and so, like in this book here, those who turn the world upside down, as your as and and then your newest book that's coming out. You know, it's kind of right like uh, you're looking at revival from a historical lens. You're looking at what what they did and how they did it. And uh, you know, prayer prayer is a big a big part of this, right? Oh, you know, like I always say, wherever I travel around, prayer is a catalyst to revival as gasoline is to fire. Wow. Wow. No great move of God, no great revival, no great awakening ever happened before unless it was preceded by an intense season of intercessory okay. importunate prayer. Right. Right. It's, and, uh, that follows revival follows prayer. Revival is is kind of like the the answer to uh, your intense prayer. And it takes it takes a uh, it takes a, a person that's hungry, that's desperate to really go after, mm-hmm. go after revival. It, 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 that's why you heard the burdens of the Lord or burdens of prayer, because uh, in, in Brownsville, before revival fell, they had banners and they went around and raised up banners like a uh, uh, children's banner and uh, leaders of our country banners. Right, and they right. had one banner two and a half years before revival hit that said revival banner. Revival. And most people would gather around that, and most of the wailing wow. and the travailing and the crying out for God was happening around the revival banner. Okay. So you can say that revival was birthed really two and a half years around that banner before it fell. Wow. But God wow. has things he has to arrange, just like wow. when, like we mentioned God's timing. If you pray for me, there's things in my life that God wants to arrange so that when the fire does fall, you know, it's not going to be a burden or I'm not going to still have stumbling blocks. I'm not going to have anything in my behind me wow. that could pull me back. Because what the scriptures say in Isaiah, he said, the enemy will cross over in fear to his stronghold. Hmm. So hmm. what is our stronghold? You know, eventually, that's what the Holy Spirit has to take out of us. That's why so yeah. many folks are, are hungry for God in six, seven, eight months. They're, they're crying out for God because the enemy was afraid, but they had a stronghold in them. We don't know what that stronghold was that he escapes to and hides out to an opportune wow. time. Wow. Isn't that what scripture said about wow. 
Jesus when the devil said he left him for uh, for more opportune, more opportune time. time. You know, so and, and and that's what it is. And then he rises up out of that stronghold. And if they're not strong enough or they haven't eliminated that stronghold, that's why after eight months or nine months, you don't see them again. Wow. It wow. becomes a stumbling block or it wow. pulls them away. And and the and the, they, they feel condemned because they've done that instead of fighting. God doesn't care how many times you fall down. Mm. He, he only counts how many times you get yourself back up. That's good. That he can flow through you and go through you. Uh, uh, you know, Paul, uh, Paul says, you know, we're not living under a spirit of condemnation. You know, we're, we're living in a spirit of Abba Father. We have been set free. Yeah. So, so if you Hallelujah. fall flat on your face, get yourself get up. back up. Get up. God, right? God wants you. He's given you that opportunity, that strength through the cross, not only to forgive your sins, but to get back up and go after mm. Him again. What His mercy is new every morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Frank, let, let's 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 get in here. Why don't you touch on some things? Of course, you know, our kind of our, our, our sub theme is helping you to turn your city upside down. You know, grace right. for this city. Right. And uh, so uh, we want revival. We want God to pour out his his spirit. We know prayer is a catalyst. Just get in here a little bit on prayer. Give us some things on 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 prayer, just whatever the Lord would lead you. But let's talk about prayer for a little bit Ooh. here. Okay, well, you know, God has, uh, Scripture says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Right. You know, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but about principalities and power. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What are our weapons? Everybody would sit in the church and scratch their heads. What are our weapons? Well, our weapons are many. Our weapons are not carnal. They're mighty in God. Mm -hmm. They're pulling down those strongholds. So what I worship, lifting up of our hands as the evening sacrifice, mm. the audible cries from our heart that rise up not mm. the silent me, 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 but the audible that's, cries that's, that's that god good. you are glorious. yeah yeah you, you know heaven is so surrounded with with the, the sound of so many rushing waters but yet our cry has to come up loud wow. enough i always say this is me that god has to hear it and turn no that's hear really good through. frank that is really good Can, yeah just unpack that just a little bit more you know because you know i pastor a, a church Mm -hmm. And some sometimes it's just like, wow, everybody, what's you got tape on your mouth? I mean, what's up here? There, like, we need to we need to remind ourselves both biblically yeah. and then as you're saying here, even the Holy Ghost is telling us now. Look, it's okay. We need to raise. A, we need to raise a voice. We need to lift up our voice. We need to hear ourselves, right? I, I, mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, well, the, know, the first uh, step is to uh, hear yourself, right? Yeah, in in my book, the fire that once was, talking about. Uh, uh, Stonewall Jackson, a great okay. man. He was he was uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit. They would come upon him out there praying for battle, speaking incoherently. Is mm. what they called it because they weren't familiar with tongues. But but he said, you know, I found out I really didn't need to close my eyes in prayer and lower my voice. He, wow. he said because uh, so I would go out in the woods and verbal audibly declare my my uh, words and my heart that. to God yes. with my eyes open. Yes. And he said at first I found it kind of hard. Because, uh, uh, you know, when I close my eyes and go out there, I would stump into banging the trees. And, but then I opened my <laughs> eyes and found out not only am I declaring my, myself out of my audio to my, to my God, I am looking at him. Okay. I am seeing him. Yeah. And he said, and you know, and Scripture doesn't say you have to close your eyes or pray. So right, long. right, right. You know, meditating, when you look at the Jewish mindset, meditation was, was just, just pouring yourself out to God. Okay declaring God. Every time we read where, where uh, so-and-so prayed to God, it was an audible prayer. It went up. Mm. And uh, uh, you know, we, we have those tools. We, we have the voice. The voice is like, uh, is declaring into the heavenlies that the principalities and powers will know where you stand. And so right away, they will stand back a little. We need to be careful. He is, he is using his voice. Wow. He is declaring the kingdom of God is here. Clapping. Clapping our hands—that's like thunder in the spiritual. Wow! What what wow. a weapon we have! Lifting up of our hands is surrendering and declaring to declaring to the principalities and powers around us that we are surrendered to our God, our King, and no weapon Hallelujah. formed against us shall prosper. Amen. And every voice that comes against us in judgment, we shall condemn, yeah, yeah. because that is our inheritance. Yeah. God has given that inheritance. But what are the most powerful tools we have? Prayer and fasting. 
Mm, mm. They are the most two most powerful weapons Hallelujah. God has given us. And in, in many of the churches today, where are those two weapons? Where, They're in where the are back they? room collecting dust. Where are they? Isn't yeah. that so sad? Leonard Ravenhill said, you go into most churches in America today on their prayer room, they have a sign. We wrestle not. You know, because <laughs> that's the sign. Oh, they wow. Have. How sad. Leonard <laughs> Ravenhill's cool, man. He's mad. We wrestle not. Wow. Wow. But see, so prayer, revival wow. praying is, is so powerful. Prayer is an incense. And for an incense to become a vapor, to rise up into, into the heavens, to rise up in the sky, it needs to be heated. It needs to be set on fire. So for our prayer, the whole purpose of prayer is to, to, to God to hear us, to, to, to meet with God. Well, for God to hear us, we, we need to heat up our incense, heat up our prayer so it rises up. And the angels in Revelation said the incense covers, surrounds the throne. Well, what, what is our incense? It has to be heated. So our prayer has mm, to be a flame. That's good. Not two words, not a flame, but a flame, A-F-L-A-M-E. A flame, right, right. On right. fire. And so we raise up that incense. And uh, Robert Murray McShane says that there's uh, five categories of prayer. You have confession. You have uh, uh, adoration. You have thanksgiving. You have petition. Mm. And you have intercession. Okay. Now he says uh, perhaps every prayer should not have all five of those categories, but she would, we should not let a day go by unless we spend some time on each one of those okay. categories. You know, that's good. Confession. Confess ourselves to God. Lord, Lord, w w we are useless without you. You are our God. It doesn't have to be just confessing of sins, confessing to who we are, a humbling. Mm -hmm. Then in adoration, lift up. Wow. You know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Describe his many attributes. And then we go, then we go on to uh, the next one is Thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your son. Thank you that, Jesus, you did not quit on the way to Calvary. Thank you that you have set me free. The next is petition. Then we could petition God. Lord, this is why I why I cried to you. And then after that, of course, then comes uh, the intercession where we intercede mm -hmm. for others. And we intercede. Uh, there's a, I give a teaching. I won't go into it right now. Isaiah uh, uh, 43, verse 26 in the New King James Version. I like that version because to me, along with the Phillips Version, it's the closest thing to the sure. real the real tongues. doesn't water it down. But he's very firm, God. He says, put me in remembrance. <laughs> Remind me of the things I have done and have said and have done for you and will do again. Mm. The next verse is, then let us contend together. Contend together, yeah. L yeah. Lord, you said. Yeah. Then it says, yeah. uh, state your case. Yeah. That is the point of petitions. Yeah. Why have you come before me? State your case and let me see if, if, if uh, it is willing, because the next verse is, and see if I will not release you wow. or grant you from your petition. Wow. So see, that's, and, and that's how he's stating, it says, oh God, please save my son. Right, that's right. not what God wants. Right. So God wants to come and say, Lord, your word, your word says yep, yep, yep. that my son will be saved and yep. come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. Your word says that he will not perish, become the repentance. Lord, I do not see your word in his life. So therefore I am praying that you do Hallelujah. a mighty work into his life. And then, and then from then on, we thank him every day for the mighty work he's doing in our son's life. And uh, that's part of, of revival praying. Revival praying is, is, uh, is, is returning God's word to him. Revival praying, uh, declaring God's word in power. How do we do that? Lord God, you said that you will send water to him who's thirsty. You said that you will send uh, a flood to a dry ground. Wow. That's God's wow. words. Yeah. But I have not seen that happening in America's dry and mm. barren. Lord, mm. show us your glory. Yes. How can yes, we Lord. continue declaring your word? See, I'm contending with them. Yeah. How can I continue believing your word if I don't see it here? But wow. I know you are faithful. That's good. Your word is eternal and it wow. will explode and it will come forth. I'm stating this case and we need your revival today. Wow. We need an awakening because when we put God's words when we pray his words back to him, praying the scriptures, what does it do? It, it, everybody likes, you know, I, I, you would love if I sat around and say, Pastor, I heard in your sermon the other day, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And you'd sit there and say, yeah. Mm. 
It was a good sermon, wasn't it? And God's, we're, we're in his image. You know, people say, you know, we get a righteous jealousy. If I hear a revival going on somewhere in town, I'm excited about yeah, it. Right, Yeah, right. but I got a jealousy. Well, Lord, why did they get in? We didn't. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, and anyway, so he likes to hear his word return back to him. Oh, Father, you said. You will send water. You said you will send floods. And 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 you're repeating his word because God's word is prayer. Mm. God's word mm. is prevailing prayer. That's good. God's word is revival praying. Yeah. God's word is strength. It is earth shaking. It is event changing. And we can speak those words. In Job, it says, we will get to a point where we will declare a thing and it will be established. Yes. yes That's yes. the church. That's the prayer. We have that in our Amen. power, Pastor. We have that right here in our hands. But the problems that we have is we don't understand the spiritual platinum card God has given us. Wow. Wow. He's given us a credit card. Yeah. Now, credit cards, you have to pay back. So how do we pay back God? Through adoration and thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. We pay him back. Yeah. So he's given us a platinum credit card. And it is wow. so astounding wow. how little we wow. use it. Or how little we reap its benefits, or even either, you know, it's just most of us don't even understand the power we have to put God. When we pray with that power, we put God in control of the situation. Wow, His His power moves down into that situation, and and the prayer that we pray is comes from our hearts, comes from the very essence in a. Psalm 119. Am I taking up too much time? No, no, you're good. Okay. Are you all following me? And Psalm 119, the psalmist says, Your prayer I have hidden in my heart that I might not, thou shalt not or might not sin against you. And we just read that here in a Western philosophy. Well, yeah, our heart, you know, we use our hearts. Well, my heart is broken. My heart goes out to you. But in the Middle East mindset, who the, the Bible was written to, heart to them, is their essence. Wow. It's their all. Wow. wow. It's everything about them. Yeah. It's just not, and I think it, it, it is who they are. So what that man is saying, uh, your word I, it is me. Mm. It is in me. Mm. I live it. I breathe it. It is part of me. It is my essence. Wow. It's the very air I breathe. So therefore, I shall not sin against you mm. because mm. the word becomes us. And that's what we need to do. We, we, we need to... Uh, uh, not only just study it, but we need to become it. We need to meditate on it. We need to dwell in it. We need to talk it. We need to, to uh, dream it. We need to wake up. Wow. How many times have you woke up in, at night and, and, and you got a psalm on your mind? Yeah, right. See, because your spirit doesn't sleep. Yeah. Even though you sleep, your spirit's awake. So what's it going to do? Just sit around and drum its fingers on, on the, your spirit's drum its fingers on the desk? No, it's going to start <laughs> praising God and glorifying God. So uh, I could go on and on for prayer. No, that's good. And, and that's... I good teaching on it that takes about two hours. So we, I know we don't have okay. that much time. Well, but prayer is a vapor that outlives us. Wow. It wow. continues. The prayer you pray today will continue through eternity. That's it will good. outlive you and outlive your generation. We're still living. Leonard, Leonard Ravenhill, if you got it sometime. Yeah. Uh, great man of God. Died in 1994. Uh, God still uses his words. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, he, he was a great revivalist, a great, a great uh, evangelist, a great preacher. But people now, even today, in 1994, he died. He is still call, being called before the throne of God and putting crowns on his head because even today, thousands are are mm. coming to the Lord because of his books or wow. his uh, sermons. But most of all, people walking through the cemetery where he's buried. Suddenly, look at his tombstone and fall to the ground wow. in repentance wow. because on his tombstone Hallelujah. he's got etched right on the cross of tombstone are the things you're living for worth Christ dying for. Now, to us, you know, mm. uh, we're, we're so we walk in the Holy Spirit. We understand what He's saying. It doesn't affect us as much as somebody at the Holy Spirit is just quickened and they're walking through the cemetery to visit somebody and glance at that tombstone and just and just are crushed. Are the wow. things you're living for wow. worth Christ dying for? Wow. So His Word is still living, yeah, still yeah. continuing on. Yeah. Now, uh, Frank, I one thing I've noticed, you know, in the last 
several years, it's kind of like a, an emphasis on prayer. It's almost like there's been like a like a spirit of prayer, like a you know uh, he, you know he's like he's been blowing on prayer just a little bit more. Now I think ultimately it's because he's trying to set the stage for another mighty move. Oh um, yeah, yeah we are. Can you speak we are into on that? The very, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, just. Can you can you speak on, in to that? We are on the verge. Like I mentioned, God is one pent up revival. America, the churches, the the uh, ecclesia. Let's put it, the remnant. Yeah. You know, we, we are bursting at yeah. seams, ready to explode. Come on. And God is, like I said, it's one pent up revival. He's ready to blow it wide Hallelujah. open. Hallelujah. Through prayer, when those in a uh, uh, revelation it says those bowls are poor with incense. And then when the bowls are filled, then they are empty. So we are still filling that bowl of incense with prayer, yeah. intercessory prayer. God is moving uh, through the spirit of the church. Sometimes he uses revival to do that. And the Toronto blessing, he used that revival to bring in the great right. unhindered worship of God, getting the churches out of its everyday song. Uh, well, we'll sing uh, hymn number 63. We'll right. sing number 70. You know, it burst into a new type of worship. Brownsville took that worship and, and uh, uh, if you want to call it, smoothed it down or, mm. or took off the rough edges and added repentance to it. Okay. In Smith, okay. and they took that worship and repentance and added an intimacy with God wow. Uh, wow. Uh, to go out into the world, go out into the, into the churches and touch everyone where Brownsville kind of just stayed, you know, Smithman was to go out into the world. And, and just like the great uh, 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 prayer revival of 1857, there's, mm. we're gonna, this awakening is going to be exploded like the great prayer revival. I mean, it, it just crushed America City, the city, one million people. Yeah. Pastor, one million people giving their lives a year, and it continued for three years, even into the Civil War, where you had the great Confederate uh, revival that jumped into the Union lines for wow. 150 wow. to 200,000 men in each army, gave their lives to Christ Hallelujah. in 1963. 1863, I mean, the great Confederate revival was started in Stonewall Jackson's brigade. Wow. Because he preached wow. revival to his people. So, uh, and, and, and the prayer, it's, it, it swept. No evangelist, no church, no denomination, just prayer. People would gather city after city, day after day, 10,000 in three meetings a day in every city, 50,000 giving their wow. lives every month. Wow. It's people that were coming across the, the, the ocean, got within 100 miles of, of the coast of America, and revival would break out in the ships. Yeah. They have logs in New that. York in the harbor saying, Sam have ministers ready. Have ministers ready. This ship wow. is, is is in is in is going. They call it like have have gone mad, <laughs> you know, because wow. mad for they needed to know more about God. And it was just birth and prayer. It spread from wow. us into the into Ireland, spread from America into Ireland, into England, into Scotland, into Wales, into South Africa. It was now a lot of people are still saying, well, we're waiting for the third awakening. But when you see this, this whole America changed, most a lot of your theologians say that was the third great awakening. Okay. Okay. It was a time when when God just swept America to its knees. I mean, it was every city. All the newspapers are mm. talking about you, the front page had all the listings of the churches and their prayer times and how many people had gathered. And, wow. And got and it started out with one man who called a prayer meeting and only four people showed out out of 20,000 pamphlets he left out. Only wow. four men showed up. Wow. But he didn't give up. The next he said, let's meet again. The next meeting they had. 20 the next meeting they had 40 within two months they had to run out of theater wow so they could wow. gather everybody so uh you know god god can do anything he doesn't need us to do what he wants to do but he set it up to where he where he does what he does through the church okay yeah so it's us yeah didn't paul didn't uh, peter say we are the ones that that will bring forth the second coming, we are the one that will hasten the coming of the Lord, right, he right. says, the church, through their prayers. And uh, 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 there's a quote I was trying to think of, and I, it just slipped my mind. Anyway, but, you know, we are uh, we are to bring that. We are to bring, okay, it was uh, John Wesley. He said, God does nothing except through the prayers, through of, the his prayers of his church. Through the prayers of his church, yeah. 
So it takes us wow. to release what he wants to do. Yeah. And some people say, well, God will find somebody to get his will done. No, he gets his will done through his church because that's how the principalities and powers are crushed because they see this, uh, this, uh, this church rising up in the world, rising up and mm. connecting with an open portal between heaven yeah. and earth. And it's prayer in us. We are revival. Wow. We are the flame of God. We are, uh, we are the fire of revival. And you know, it, it goes up. When revival comes up, it's our fire. It's our repentance. It's mm. our brokenness that starts a fire that attracts the fire of God. Yeah. At the Azusa Street revival, that column that would go up yes. from the mission all the way up to heaven, <laughs> awesome. they would see. They would see. Yeah. It, would, it was coming up from the mission and coming down from heaven. Yeah. And you say, well, how can you tell? Because when they met in the sky, it bowed out. So you knew it was coming in two yeah. directions. Yeah. Because their fire attracted his fire. Just like all the revivals that we had, mm. it was the fire of us that attracted the fire of God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Frank, you would agree then that the prayer's always been, but like there's, there's just something. It's like Holy Spirit is like saying, come on. Come on, he's wooing us yeah. to a place of prayer. I mean, the Lord's wanting to do a thing, right? Right, right. So and it's we prayer, just need to it, yield to it. Yeah, you've, and it's prayer. It's it's importunate prayer. It's a nonstop prayer, a wearying prayer. Weary. Uh, John Wesley keeps saying, John Wesley said, storm the throne of grace with persistence, wow. and his mercy will come down. Oh, Don't just pray. You know, a revival is more than just the revival. Uh, is more than just a one night praying for revival is just more than one night mm -hmm. a week mm -hmm. praying revival is is just church crying out on their times on uh, when they're at home when they're at the church uh when you, you you leave revival prayer meeting go back home and still pray you know pray yeah. pray yeah. ceasingly how do you unpray john welsh in my book he, you know he's considered his day ill-used if he didn't pray eight hours a day. Wow. Well, how, wow. How can you pray eight hours a day? You're in, you're in the constant spirit of prayer. Yeah. You're doing your job. You're doing your work. You're praying. Stonewall Jackson said, when I finish a letter, I pray that the person who receives this will be blessed. Wow. When I drink water and it, it soothes my palate, I thank the Lord for the blessing of refreshing water that soothes my palate. Okay. You know, he, he, always yeah. in, in the way always. of prayer, in yeah. your car. Thank you, Lord, for this car. You know, it, it's a shrapnel thrower, but thank you because, by gosh, it gets me where I need to go. Wow. And wow. thank you. And I know the blessing that that, that, that that you have given me in my life and in my family. You know, provision. Provision isn't just money. Provision is health. Yeah. Provision yeah. is fruit. Provision is, is God's anointing and blessing coming upon us so we can handle everything that comes against us with power and strength, knowing that we have. Uh, him within us. You know, God doesn't want to Hallelujah. dwell with us. Jesus does not want to dwell with us. If you read scripture, you come out saying, Jesus wants to dwell in us. In us, yeah. Hallelujah. He doesn't want to dwell with us. He wants to dwell in us. Wow, wow. Frank, this has been awesome. Hey, we just got a couple minutes left, but uh, give us some practicals, okay? So uh, we know that in particularly the Lord, he's wanting to do something big. So, so we know there's going to be a connection, an avenue, uh, people are going to take the posture of prayer. Give us some practicals. Mm -hmm. What, you know, if somebody says, Hey, all right, I'm listening to you on the podcast. My heart is stirred. Uh, I want to get in here and, you know, I want to get going on this. What's, what's some practical advice to get something going? Well, you know, Oswald Chambers says, Jesus carries on intercession in heaven for us. The Holy Ghost carries on intercession in us on the earth, and we as the saints need to carry on intercession for those around us. So it, it, intercede, and when you're interceding, we've heard to say, believe, you know, well, I believe, believe, understand, those of us praying for revival, as we're praying, focused on God, see his his word that says, I will do it. Mm -hmm. I will send the waters. I will send the floods. I will be there when you need me. I will come down. I will come down and be among you. Mm. And uh, 
and see the, see the lines, see the lines gathering outside the church, see the people being forgiven, wow. see the wow. people okay. receiving yeah. repentance, reformation, see the, see the, uh, see in your minds, the, the marriages that are being healed, the addictions that are being broken. So let God see through your mind, the things wow. that you are believing him for that, he, that, that, you know, you don't see it, but your faith knows, you know, that, the art our faith is is believing on those things that have not yet occurred okay. knowing yeah. that they will yeah. call those yeah. things that are not as though as they as already they are. are yeah and uh, and do it persistently never give up never give up long, you know what what was a uh, Winston Churchill's favorite thing never 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 give up wow you know always keep going always keep going Hallelujah. it's his timing it's not your timing. It's not my timing. It's his timing. Things have to be put in place in the spiritual. We don't know the battles going on. Daniel saw it when the angel said, you prayed 21 days ago and your prayer was answered, but it took me this long to get here. We don't know how long, well, it was 20, how long those days he was talking about. Right. It might take a year. It might take, in Brownsville, it took two and a half years. In Smithton, uh, he, he preached for 12 years about revival, but really wow. didn't quite wow. quite know the exact until praying to about two years beforehand. Okay. And most of us have been praying that long for revival, so we're ready. America is ready. The tinder is lit. All it takes is somebody just strike the match, and, and the fire will explode. And we won't have anything to do. We'll just sit back and sit in, in wide-eyed wonder of, of, of the glorious things God is doing among us believe believe there's so much so much uh, we could talk about that word believe when you're praying believe what you pray mm. understand what you pray oh, uh, yeah. uh, real fast john first john 5 14 15 uh, i think that's right this okay. is the, the confidence. confidence this is the guarantee yep. this is the trust we have that if we pray anything according to the will of god yeah. He hears us. Yeah. And if he hears us and it's according to his will, we know we have received this petition already. Hallelujah. It's already granted in the heavenlies. Yeah. And we know God's will. Yeah. God's will is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. God's will is that none should perish, but all come to repent. Hallelujah. So, Hallelujah. so that's revival. Yeah. That's an awakening. Yeah. And it's going, to, it's going to sweep not only America, Pastor, it's going to shake the world to its axis. This is going to be the great awakening. Yes. This is going to be <laughs> yeah. the coming of God on I the earth. It. Israel is going to be so staggered mm. because Paul says uh, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make the Jew jealous. Wow. Well, spaghetti dinners and bicycle giveaways aren't making the Jew jealous. <laughs> Easter egg hunts oh. aren't making the Jew jealous. But when he sees us oh, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, Israel's going to turn and say, we want what they have. Wow. And wow. that's when, and that's when uh, the whole world is going to be just, just be consumed in the fire of God. And his glory will cover the earth like, wow. it, like the water covers the seas. Wow. Wow. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Hallelujah. Well, let's, uh, have, let's have church. <laughs> Amen, Frank. You got, Bring in the praise and worship. Dude. You got me stirred up, man. Hey, uh, here in just a moment, Frank, I want you to give people uh, the information on how they can get a hold of, of you. But listen, friend, I hope you've been encouraged and challenged today. If you've been listening to Brother Frank, I told you he is a fireball. And I believe that the Holy Ghost is using him, has used him today. And we'll Thanks. use him because, Frank, uh, I'm going to put the invitation out there to have you back. All right. but Hey, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready for it. But I I'm ready. believe the Lord has uh, used you. I still have about two hours to go. With information, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, friend, receive your stirring today in the name of Jesus. There are several things that I think that you can take away that will encourage you and strengthen you. I, I want to challenge you also to uh, begin praying. Uh, is pray, it God's pray, pray. will that revival hit is it god's will that there would be a move of his spirit where people would be drawn to him they would be saved yes it is his will take that as a basis to get in there and start that impassionate prayer that importune prayer where you don't let up you storm heaven with the petition for his spirit to move mightily frank how can people uh get a hold of you follow you yeah i mean what do you have you have facebook yeah uh Anyway, first, James Frazier, a uh, great missionary, uh, said, I used to think that teaching was the most prominent part of my ministry, and then praying was second. He said, now I believe praying was the first, 
second and third wow. part of my wow. ministry yeah. and teaching is the fourth and uh you know even uh, uh edward payson holy payson to mention to a guy that was coming out of ministry school he said what should i do he said pray pray and pray, pray pray and wow. when you're finished pray again wow wow so you know these are men that have touched the power of prayer and uh i have a i'm on facebook uh and uh, email is frank d 949 at gmail.com and there's also a book uh, a page called frank jj DePetro author so i know a lot of people be well, how do you spell DePetro? Well, it's d-i-p-i-e-t-r-o Frank J.J. DePietro. Wow. Well, J.J. DePietro. Brother, thank you so much for being on the uh, podcast today. Uh, we, we look forward to having you uh, back. And uh, so uh, if you're in, in the area, just uh, stay up with us. We're going to have Frank and his wife to come down and do some meetings with us soon. We're super excited uh, about that. But uh, thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. If we can agree with you, if you need prayer and you'd like somebody to stand with you, it'd be our honor to do so. If you'd like us to do that, you can reach out to us, send us an email at hello at gracecitychurch.tv. That's hello at gracecitychurch.tv. Or you can call us 870-741-9099. Again, if you just need somebody to just agree with you in prayer, or maybe you gave your life to Jesus during the podcast, we want to help you get started and celebrate with you. I want to say thank you to all of our partners who help uh, support the podcast so it can, can continue to get out there. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of that, you can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give. Or if you're in the United States, you can text to give 84321. That's 84321. Just follow the prompts or snail mail. PO Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. And until next time, friends, be blessed.